change, they want me to change, but I ain't changing, nah, I remain And you are now tuned in to another episode of Intellectually Petty Radio, brought to you by M3S3 Clothing, me and make moves and suckers stand still, and as always, on the mighty, 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 mighty Nerf DJs Radio Network. Y'all already know, man, it's redundancy at its finest. I only rock with legends over this way. And today is absolutely no exception. We got the Yay Area's finest, the legendary, the legend's legend. Be legit in the building. What's going on, King? Hey, what's good with you? What's going on? Nothing much, man. How's life? How's your family? Man, everybody good, man. You know, a lot of good things is happening. A lot of positive things is happening right now. So, you know, shit, we can't complain. What you smoking on, bro? Uh, actually, man, this is uh, some what we call Bela Blue. Bela Blue? Yeah, Bela Blue, man. It's, it's one of my, my personal strains. Oh, one of your per- How many strains you got? It, you got to keep them in rotation, you know what I mean? So, we got we got. <laughs> Whole lot, we got a whole lot of strains, but you know, we we, uh, we release them strategically. Okay, I feel you on that. Yo, how you get the we, name Be Legit? Oh man, so I got the name Be Legit, man. Um, when I was 16, I had um, a 5.0 Mustang, yellow, right? Mm. And they um, and they had like you know, you get the personalized plates. So on my plates, that's what I put on there. I put Be Legit. And my first rap name actually was Pimpy B. And Forty's rap name was Pimpy E. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> but then when I put that on my car, people just started calling me that. Like in high school, they just started calling me Legit, Legit, Be Legit. And that just became my name. Wait a minute, so you rocking the Mustang in high school? In high school. Oh, what year? Oh, that was a long time ago. This probably no, I'm talking 80. about the Mustang. What what year was the Mustang? Oh, the Mustang was like an 82. It was, oh, it was oh. back when they made them uh, 305 bosses or whatever them things was. Yeah. Yeah, you were talking. 302 bosses. Oh, my God. Yeah. You was out there killing them already. Yo, yo, I, I working. Was working. He was we working. working. Yeah, we were working at the, uh, at the Commonwealth Residence. Me and Forty, we worked at a restaurant. It was working, paying bills at, in high school for sure. Carnos and everything. Crazy. Yeah. You know, I always wondered. Like, the, it seems like the business savvy with y'all too, specifically, was there from day one. Was there a role model you had, somebody that taught y'all the game, or this just came out of thin air? No, no, no. Um, I mean, we had we we had a lot of entrepreneurs around us. Um, you know, in in my small city, Vallejo, we we didn't have like the big, you know, big tall buildings and stuff like that. So you had people that had, you know, like soul food restaurant, House of Soul, been there, you know, forever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it was a family that started their business and, and flourished where everybody can eat off the business. So that was always the plan was we're going to start a business. Um, and 
you know, family gonna eat off the business. We had a clothes store, we had a restaurant. I mean, you know, we, we was trying to hit it at all different angles, for sure. Damn, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. So when did y'all put the first uh, project out? First project came out uh, was in 1988. Um, we did um, a maxi single called the King's Men MVP. Was it was called Most Valuable Players MVP, and um, and the album was called All the King's Men. And um, so it was like four songs on there. And um, back then, you know, it wasn't it wasn't no cassettes. In '88, it was like it went from eight tracks to to wax and DJs. So that's what we ordered. We ordered some records, and um, yeah. And that was the beginning. That was the first one. We got that record done um, by watching MC Hammer recording in Vallejo. He was recording at uh, Feldman Pilot Studio in Vallejo, California. And that's where Hammer was uh, recording that. We used to pass by there and see hella cars out there, Porsches and stuff like that. Like, we're going to knock on that door one day and, and, and see if we can get in there and, and do some music. And we knocked on the door. And this dude named James Early, uh, he worked at Film Pilot Studio. He was like, "Yeah, man, y'all can book an appointment, and uh, you know, I help y'all out, make y'all y'all some songs." And that was our first song. Thought I could trust a girl before he did that. Yeah. Thought I could trust a girl. How'd it do? Man, let me tell you. So back then, it's an independent grind, right? Mm-hmm. So um, you got Rainbow Records or warehouse records, you know, these chain record stores back in the days. Um, but we just, we don't know what's going on. We, we we just made a record. But our uncle was like, you put them on consignment. So what we did, we took them to the liquor stores and uh, we took them to like all the mom, mom and pop stores and shoe stores, clothes stores. And, and we sold them like that. You know what I'm saying? So we sold some records. Uh, with just getting our feet wet in the game, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And then from there, and that was like all clean, you know, at, during this time in hip hop, you couldn't, you couldn't cuss, you couldn't, you know what I'm saying? They wasn't playing none of that type of stuff on the radio. So, yeah. but, but right after that, we could. So our next project that came out in uh, 90, in around 90, 91, um well actually we had a, a ep that came out it's the ep called uh side we had four songs on it and that was with the click now mind you uh we still don't know nothing about no distribution or nothing we just just ordering just yeah we ordered cassettes and we we got the cassettes now we go in the parks we find the people that got like bumping their car and we like here, he go he go um play this jam it's like you know what I'm saying. We we going to uh, you know, just going everywhere, just giving out our music and, and putting that you know, putting in that groundwork. So we came up with this plot, how we can get it in the stores. So we go take our cassettes and actually put them in the store, like in Rainbow Records or whatever record store. And then we have somebody go in there and try to buy it. And then, we, <laughs> and 
And then when they try to buy it, they like, oh, this ain't coming up. Like, who, who is this? And then they call a distributor and order from the distributor. And that's how we would get people to sell the tapes. I mean, yeah, to actually order to get them to buy them and stuff and get them in stores. So, so at what point did it hit though? At what point was y'all like, yeah, nigga, we 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 good? When we, <clears throat> when we dropped that click album, we came with that um that um tired of being stepped on. Um, see, coming from from the streets, just say to make like you know. 15 or 20,000, you know, you got to put in a lot of work. Yeah. We was going to sell, we was going to to one-stop distribution and dropping off uh, 5,000 CDs at $10 a CD. So it, that's when we like, oh, it's it's cracking. It's on. But we, we, treated, we treated like the game. We was, it was a, you know, uh, you get ten thousand, we 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 drop a dollar off. You feel me? You know we we playing the game with the distributors. You know you you buy more because it's all COD. You feel me? So we we selling them COD. We going back and get some more, order some more, and bring them to a different uh, one stop, and they they sell them. You know go get some more. By that time, the other one that ran out. So we was doing that on the independent level, man. Selling a lot of CDs. Uh, a lot of uh, cassettes and CDs. Um, my first album, trying to get a buck, um, and on an independent level, I think it it sold like forty one thousand the first week, and it ended up selling a hundred thousand independent, and it charted number forty one on the uh, on the Billboard. So now you're rich. Basically, we eating, we eating, but we, we we building at the same time. So we got the click, and we got all our individual projects coming out. And now we we're starting this business that we was talking about. So now the business um, is the record company. So now we got producers, and we got groups, and we got artists up under our label. So now we moving like that, independent, sick with it. So what year did sick with it actually start? Um, round round ninety, really eighty eight, really. That's when it really started. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember. Uh, like I'm from Detroit, and I, I think '40s Captain Save a was like the first time I got up on y'all. Yeah. That's probably what, what about ninety three. Ninety three. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, man, and that that shit right there, man, was completely like. That's the one that, that's the one that that broke it wide open right there. That song, Captain Save All, that was that was a big record for us. That was the one. That's the one that got us the notoriety. That's the one that got us down uh, in the Midwest, from Kansas City, Detroit, Indianapolis. Uh, got us Texas. It got us. Uh, it, it got us Seattle uh all that you know what i'm saying and um that was the one that was a record right there for you so that off of that record is when the majors started knocking 
and I, don't, I know Jay Prince was trying to sign y'all, and Suge was trying to sign y'all. Yeah, Jay Prince was trying to sign with Suge. Um, and then, you know, at that time, we look at Jay Prince shoulders, you know, he shoulders everything. Like he shoulders the big ranch and all cars and the compound and treaters with love. And it was just, it was beautiful. And, um, that's what that's what we want to be. That's what we said ourselves. That's that's the goal that we after. We want to be like him. So we want to we want to believe in ourselves and bring that to the forefront, and and one day you know be able to do what he do, sign artists and stuff. At that time, we was just a group. Okay. So from his blueprint, that's what we had became. Sick with it. At what point did y'all decide, okay, 40 is going to kind of be like out front more? Um, okay, so that record, Captain Sabahol, right? Uh-huh. That, was, that was on E-40's, uh, I think, Mailman album? Or uh-huh. It was on his album. That's the record and the album that got the attention of Jive Records. Okay. So, um, initially, that's that's who they wanted to sign. They wanted to sign E40, right? And then they wanted to sign the click. And then they decided we might as well get everybody, your whole sick with an umbrella signed up up under this, you know, and they we come with an unorthodox, unorthodox deal, but. At that time, we was like the Bay Area, uh, like, you know, Death Row, which, whatever. That's what they was trying to say. Like, you know, we had we had myself, we had 40, we had Sugar, we had Selly Cell. Selly Cell um, did very good. It's Going Down the Night song. Uh, that song was fire right there. Yeah. I think Selly Cell, that album went uh, either platinum or gold, one of them. Yeah, just recently. Really? You still bumping Sell Yourself from back then? Yeah, you know, with this new streaming things, it, it, it makes, you know, your your sales still keep going, you know? It, it don't stop. Like, at some point in time, you know, a record might get out of circulation or a CD might get out of circulation. But uh, with the streaming thing, yeah. as long as you keep listening, you know, it still keep accumulating. Which do you prefer? I mean, if I, I prefer, you know, um, hand to hand. Here, let me drop them CDs off to you. <laughs> <laughs> My damn money. <laughs> until they figure out, until they figure out the system, you know, or until I figure out the system or how to really eat off of it the way that we used to eat off of it. Um, but I can't say that I have some projects that came in here around 07 in, in the streaming platform and I still get paid every month off of it to this day and it's, it's not going to stop no time soon so it's, it's for the long ball it's it's a great plan you know what I mean it's a it seemed like for the long ball if they get it right if they tuned up and get it right and you know they say some people like 
I guess Taylor Swift uh, is getting like 25 cents a stream, you know, what determines the amount of the stream, you know, what determines how many streams make a record sale. Right. How much does that record sale actually work? So um, I think they're working on it uh, because, you know, artists is artists and they, they, they want to get paid. I mean, you know it, it mean? benefits them for y'all not to know, though. For sure, one hundred percent. I mean, but uh, you know, you got to get to the bottom of. They asking questions. Everybody asking questions. Now. All right, so yeah. you met, and I'm just going over. So I, I was listening to some of your old interviews. Some of your old First interviews. off, okay, yeah. I can hear myself. Um. Yo, you've done. You got features with everybody. I mean, too short, young Dolph. Matter of fact, the young Dolph one. How long was that in the can? That in the can. Okay. Man, that's been in the can um, for a while. It's been in the can for a while. We we recorded the song at my studio, and then we started working on the video. We actually did his part. We got halfway done with the video in L.A. and shortly after that he passed mm. when he passed um i wasn't gonna ask the family you know for the if they had to yeah. you know the foot you know not right away so i waited a while i waited i waited i waited and then i got in contact with uh his business partner big daddy daddy o and he tried to find the footage for me he couldn't find it um so we had some old clips and different things that we put together to make it happen. But we actually did shoot the video. We really shot the video, but he had it because he wanted to, um, you know, he wanted to do it. He wanted to put the video together. So I was like, okay. Just he had a vision. Yeah, yeah, you know, he had a vision. He's like, this is what I want, you know. That's what I want to do for you, you know. That's what I want to, you know. I'm gonna hook it up. I'm, I got you. I got you. I'm like, all right. So, you know, we hold out for a minute, you know, let 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 the healing begin, and then you know, uh, put it out for on uh, Dolph Day, um, and remember the Dolph. Did he remind you of a young you, a younger you? Definitely, you know, he had that aspect of uh, that that grind, you know, that you know, what I'm saying he, he, he his his story is similar, you know, what I'm saying coming from where he come from and what he, you know, what he done prior to, and then how he got into the music business was same way, you know, where we come from and how we got into the music business, and then he did it independently, like we did it independently, you know what I'm saying? But he was he was of the age of um social media and yeah you know it's a different different way of marketing aspects to it uh to where we you know we had to get on the ground with it we had to get in the cars and get in the neighborhoods and go to the to the record stores they don't have record stores no more yeah you think <laughs> you think uh recording studios are also becoming dinosaurs uh some of them are i mean if you got if you, it all depends, you know what I'm saying? If you got a, uh, you known for a, a great, 
a great sound, a great if you are somebody in the in the uh, in the business and you got a great studio and a great sound, then you gonna always have clientele to come deal with you because they just custom to dealing with that professional sound. But um, right now you have a lot of kids. They they just get the Fruity Loops and they download the Logics and yeah. get them a little keyboard. And you can get the packages where the beat is already made and the horns is already set. And you just drag and pull it in and make beats. So it's it's a different way of making beats nowadays. So and everybody can have a studio. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm saying with the new technology, you know what I'm saying? They they making beats on their on their on their iPhones now. They shooting videos on their I tried doing that shit, it didn't work. <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> Too old, yeah. man. I had an app on yeah. my phone. I'm trying that shit. I couldn't even figure out how to fucking record the shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You gotta keep it simple. Push play record. That's it. <laughs> Yo, how'd you end up meeting Richie Rich? Man, so Richie Rich, me and him had um, similar taste in cars, right? Mm-hmm. He's from Oakland. I'm from Belial. It's like 20 minutes from Oakland. Uh, and we didn't know it, but at the time, you know, uh, we we had to we had the same kind of cars. Like, like I had a 72 covers. He had a 72 covers. Um, I had a 5.0. He had a 5.0. And I had a 76 covers. He had a 76 covers. So anyway, um, this is beat shop in Oakland that used to do all of everybody beat. And um, my man, his name was Darren. And he used to put the slap in there. So Darren was working on my car, but when you're working at the beat shop, you're gonna have about 10 or 12 cars in there. He had a big shop. So um, I was getting the beat done, but my colors was a little raggedy. But he he needed a chrome piece for his colors. So he stole one off my car. And I, and I um and I'm like, damn, what what happened to my piece right here? What what he said, man, Richard Rich stole the piece of he stole it off your car. And that's how we met. Met me confronting him about stealing that piece of chrome off my car. You know, and then we got cool and started talking, started smoking weed, and and then we just started hitting it off. It was, it was tight ever since. He just seemed like one of the central figures in music from the Bay Area. Like, 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 you, he introduced y'all to Pac, or he introduced so and so to so and so. He just seemed like one of those types. Well, Rich was, uh, um, he was, he was really in the streets too. Okay. So you can, you can run into Rich, you know, uh, what he say, uh, so if you need me, spring double law when you see me. He had five on it, you feel me? <laughs> and that's another thing. I bought some. I bought some nickel sets from him that same day that he stole my chrome piece. But yeah. Anyway, so um, he was already, you know, uh, he was already established, you know, 
in the streets. You'd be a hood star before you'd be a, a rap star. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. he had his, he already, you know, he already had his name. So um, when people like when the story about him and Pop, you know, when Pop was in Moran, that was like on the other side of San Francisco. Like Rich said, he was already Richie Rich was already Richie Rich. He was already in '90. He was already putting music out. He had already dropped um, his first, the 415, and um, he was, you know, gaining momentum. So Pop hadn't got started yet. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when he met Pop, you know, like you said, he he was just coming up from with the digital underground. But Richie Rich was already kind of moving a little bit. So it was like he was the little homie. Like, oh man, what's up, Rich? Man, you see you doing your thing. You know, Pac hadn't blew up yet. Right. So he met Pac when he was still, you know, he told a story about he was out here from New York and a girl called Richie Rich to send this guy. Uh, I got a guy out here from New York. Um, who wants some weed? So he said he shot over there, and um, he he introduced him. That's when he met him. That's how he met him, because he wanted to buy some weed. And, but at that time, he still wasn't Pac yet. He was just Tupac. You know, he was just a young dude that was out here from New York. He hadn't blew up yet. Was was he was he the same guy? That he, you know, that that we end up seeing later on. Um, I, that guy was always in him, but he he never he wasn't like that with us. He was more he was more uplifting. Like, come on, y'all, let's 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 do this. Let's let's make this happen. Let's let's go here. Let's do this and and like he looked up he looked up to us too because he was around here and he seen what kind of movie you know movement we had going on yeah. right yeah. and you know then the digital underground thing came out and then he got a chance to do um his thing and on his first album he shot us out like you know what i'm saying and uh, he was giving out you know we used to do shout out some you know shout out to my homie woo, 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 woo. and said shout out to e40 shout out to the click you know what I'm saying? That was on the uh, Tupac Was Now album. But that's because, you know, he, he, was, he was around here and he, he was seeing how he was moving. You know what I'm saying? And, and when he got his chance to blow up, he just, he came back and started, like, you know, everybody that was on that album, All Eyes On Me is the, is the ones that he was really getting down with. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. What was your what's your, what's been your biggest loss? Biggest loss in life? Yeah. Uh, it would have to be my mother. Okay. If you want to say something like that, yeah. For me. Yes, that's, that's we 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 were really close. Yeah. Yeah. I lost my that mother was, three years ago. Yeah, that's the one that uh that instilled you know all the game and you know what I mean. So I do. Ooh. Yeah, losing that, losing that—that's a—that's uh, a hard pill to swallow. But you know, it makes you you stronger in the end because you know you already know what, you know what to do. Yeah, 
and it appreciates the job she did. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely. You know what I'm saying? You definitely, you know, everything that was taught and that was instilled, you know what I'm saying, uh, you carry it on with you. And for the most part, you know, until you, you know, know better about certain things, you know what I'm saying, you, you stick to the strip, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah. You know, that's how yep. I go. And I know you fuck with Detroit Heavy. Yeah, so that story I had to tell about the day too. So apparently my dad fucked with Detroit Heavy too, right? <laughs> <laughs> so before I was even thought of, I said five sisters, four sisters, right? Mm -hmm. Got four, four sisters in Detroit. And um, I mean, that's from Detroit. He married a lady in Detroit. And um, two of my sisters, one of my sisters stay in California now, and the other one, she's still in Detroit. She's a Detroit line fan. She always at the game. But um, right there on uh, uh, Eight Mile and Schaefer, yeah. Oh, that's not too far from where I grew up at. Yeah, so she's right over there. And um, But I wasn't, I had came to Detroit in 98, we got, you know what I'm saying? God had brought me down and um, he introduced me to the Street Lords and we started rocking and doing music and videos. And that was in 98. Um, I don't think I left from 98. Man, we've been, I'm talking about, we went to Cancun in 99. We went to every all-star game. They came out to the Bay in 2000. I had like you know, at that time it was uh, Cheddar Boys, it was Eastside Cheddar Boys, and oh yeah, and Three Lords. Everybody was together, so they all flew out here to wipe out everybody. They flew out here for the All Star Game in two thousand. They acted the damn fool, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then uh, I introduced them to the homeboys and everybody. You know, and it was just love ever since, man. And, you know, I'm saying it just we just locked in with Detroit, locked in locked in and that even made it better for me to um see my sister and and her kids and that side of the family you know what i'm saying just being in detroit all the time like i couldn't I, once i got in locked in with fat mike it was over you know his, his birthday two days after mine so we 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 kind of just went crazy in the city for a long time what was Bla you know blade icewood is like man Talk, he he a god in Detroit, still is. Rest in Man, peace, look, him. What was he yeah, like, rest, though? Rest in peace, Icewood. Icewood, uh, he was like he was, he was he was that guy, man. He was that guy. He was that guy. He was that guy. Meaning, even like when he was rapping, what he was rapping about, he was really living the life. I seen it. I was I was there with him. You know what I'm saying? And he was just really, you know. He was focused on his music. That's what he wanted to do. He was the guy. And, um, you know, it's unfortunate what happened, but um, he was cool. Me and, me and Icewood, we we ran together. He, he's something else. <laughs> he's something else. You know what I'm saying? We had a lot of fun, though. Me, all the street boys, like I said, we done, 
we didn't just do it in Detroit. We 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 went out the state, we went out the country, we went everywhere. We went on tour. We was doing it. We showed them. We used to pull up. We seen Nelly one time in uh in Miami. And he seen uh Icewoods, big STL chain. And he said he stopped. He was in the raw. He stopped. He said, Man, what's what that stand for? He was like street boys. I said, Yeah, these are my guys right here. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But you know it looks like a cell for St. Louis, but that's street boys, man. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> Yo, yeah. how how do you maintain the consistency, bro? Like you might have the most consistent career in hip hop. And you know the the, the situation is is it, it got to it's it's got to be in you and not on you. You know what I mean? If it's in you, you can dial it up. It's like DNA. It's in your DNA. It's it's like you know, just okay. We're gonna just how we rocking with it. Just how we gonna move with it. And you know, by us coming in the game independent, um, we we build, we establish the fan base early in the game, and that fan base, you know, it still exists. And it it's crazy how it still exists because I will go to do a show. And I'm seeing kids in the show. They like 24 years old. <clears throat> and I'm like, I'm asking them, I'm like, man, like y'all 24, and y'all are rocking to a song that's just turned 27. So y'all wasn't even thought of when this song was out. I, I know it live for live. And what it is is, their mother or their dad or their uncle played it while they was in the car seat or while they was growing up, and it. It just spilled down to it. It's kind of like how kids nowadays know about Michael Jackson. They never seen him perform and stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It, it just it just happened like that. But then again, you know, we just happen to make the music that they rock to too. So they still, you know, they still. But it's crazy because the culture, like, say in Indianapolis. You know they they like old schools like we like old schools and in their old schools they play old school music like early click songs and early be legit and that's what and that a young younger generation that's what they do they don't play new new music in their old schools they play old music so their culture is all on that I mean, we kind of did the same thing. We was playing '60s and '70s shit back in the day. Exactly, exactly. So, so that that tradition carried on. But it's it's just that it's just like now, uh, old school to some of them would be a '93 Lexus um, SC400. That's an old school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that old car? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but when I rapped about it, it was brand new. Yeah. It just came out. So. You feel like you finally getting the flowers you, you deserve? Uh, man, you know, uh, you know my flowers and trophies be when I be strolling through and I, I run into a person. And they'd be like, man, be legit, man, bro. You know, your music helped me through some some bad times. You know, I was locked up. I was 
I'm down on my luck and woo 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 and you know your this song you got me through it. I wouldn't have made it. Woo woo. Them be my 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 platinums, you know, my goals, you know what I'm saying? That that stuff, you know, to know that my music touched them in a way that helped them pull through something. That's that's my flowers. You know what I mean? Mm. It's all it's always uh it's always been um you know kind of tough coming from different places even just as it's been cool for detroit but blade was coming on he should have been signed you know what i mean even though he wasn't gonna sign because that's not what what the plan was but um it wasn't really knocking on the door as much as they have their attention now you know what i mean yeah, and I'm not sure what happened, but you like disappeared off the screen for like a split second. That, that, that wasn't me when you when, if you happen to watch it back. Watch it back. But my apologies. It's all good. But yeah, so like I said, uh, as of right now, um, you know Detroit is hot. You know it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of talent coming out of Detroit right now, and it's hot. And they, um, and they got the game too, so they're not all. Everybody's not running to to be signed. A lot of these dudes independent getting their money and using their platform as they as they uh they shoot off their launching attack you know they're making it happen okay so you get a chance to talk to all the detroit rappers what aren't they doing that you feel like you know what if i could sprinkle y'all with a little game and help y'all out this is what i'd tell you i mean to me, um, they're doing the right thing because they've been they've been who they've been, right? Uh-huh. Um, and I think it's it's important to stick to who you are, be true to you know your soil, you know your your way. You know what I'm saying? I I, I don't I don't believe in following the trend, or I'm gonna sound like this person to sound like this person. So. Um, a lot of people say, "Well, all Detroit rappers sound alike." Well, not really. If you, no, if you get, yeah, if you get a chance to listen to music, they yeah, some of them they they rap way different. They got different genre genres of music that they deal with. Um, it's just, I just think they need to just keep grinding and and and, and keep the unity. You know what I'm saying? If you can keep the unity, or if you don't like one another you just you ain't gotta just jump in that disc bag and and it's, it's, i think it's been enough killing and enough bodies and dropped and a lot of a lot of a lot of hurt a lot of pain i think if if they can stick together like they used to stick together when they had the uh, detroit music awards and all that type of stuff before anybody got a check i think they can keep the door you know kicked in right now at this time yeah, I, I think they finally kind of trying to see that now. Yeah. Well, I seen them. They they started back. Um, shout out to T Grizzly and yeah. um, Payroll. You know they they got on tracks. You know and um, you know Sada Baby. Yeah, the one Sada Baby. Yeah, when they um, when they started making moves like that, you know, showing unity again. You know that. Yeah. you know it's movement 
it's, it's, a, it's bigger than us. It's bigger than, than, than the East and the West. It's, 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 it's about us getting in this game and holding our position like, like how Atlanta got in the game and they held their position. You feel me? Man. So um, Detroit is a place where everybody come eat at. Everybody come do a show a year. They, they welcome the East Coast, down South, West Coast. And they 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 pay homage. They they come out. They they support. So I think it's time that they get they they just do. You know what I mean? Oh, Besides, you know, and they got you know you know we got the M and M's and people that came out prior to it. It's just a whole whole lineup of dudes right now that's 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 locked in. Facts. Yo, yeah. how many albums do you have? I never even really counted. I know I'm on a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of guest appearances because um, I did when I get my reports back. You know, what I'm saying it's be a few pages long. Uh, all these guest appearances and songs, and you know, I did an album with Forty. I did a, a couple of mixtapes. You know, it's just, but it's not really a lot. But you know, it's a lot of music. It's a lot of music, not a lot of albums, but a lot of music. Okay, I got you. What's right. the most recent album? The most recent album came out in July 20th, I think. Um, yeah, July 28th. It's off the uh, Throw Block Music um, series that I'll be doing. It's Throw, Block, Throw Block Music 2, 88 D-Boy. That's the song. Okay. Yeah, that's the that? one. Right. That is the one. Now, I've been listening to that ADAD boy. Yeah. Nigga. Like, you is absolutely in your bag. In your bag. Right. And that's just the... When I go places, <clears throat> and they say, you know, man, you still rapping? You still making music? Asking me, you know, you still, you still do it? Like, because it's people that grew up in hip-hop, and just because they up there in age... They don't want to listen to they want to listen to what they grew up on you know what i mean they don't want to listen to and this is why uh you know your famous rock bands you know they still touring at 70 plus years old you know what i'm saying and still selling records and still selling live shows and as of right now like in hip-hop um all these old school concerts they we've been doing them for a long time and they, they sell out everywhere, you know. Um, so with that being said, you know, music is just, it's, it's, it's a feeling. And I had to bring back, when I, on a throwback, I had to bring back, try to recreate the year 1988 with a little bit of edge of uh, today's technology or whatever. But the topics, uh, ADAD boy, um, the things I talk about in that album, and uh, the feel of it. It's just 88. That's what it's all about for me. Yeah, 88 was like the, like the, might have been the real last year, bef- you know, like that. I think that was like when crack was still not seen as, as. destructive to our community, and this right. was getting paid without the shootings. Definitely, definitely, like, definitely. Yeah, 88 was a good year, bro. <laughs> yeah, it was a good year. It was a good year. I mean, you know, 
because in the beginning it was love. You know what I'm saying? It was it was love. You know, if you you had a few coins and I had a few coins and you gave a party, you know, I might go buy your Rolex because you know that's just love like that. And I see you doing your thing, you know, and you know that's what it is with like black people. You know what I'm saying? Especially coming from nothing and we get a chance to have something. It, it you know we share like nine times out of 10, a lot of dudes go broke because they got big hearts. They, you know, you call them up, hey man, my, my such and such, I need this and woo, and they, they're the type of people to give you their shirt off their back. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's just kind of, that's how we originally was until, you know, world got, world got away and we, you know, we adapted to it and it became a little bit selfish and, you know, things happen. We got Americanized. Got, got, it's called Hellenization. <laughs> look, 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 look that up. Yo, you got I, see one, I see one video, man. You and old boy, I can't remember who, who, who the podcast was, but y'all niggas was talking about aliens and like, I was, I, I was glued to this shit. Like, it just was so out of left field of what I, I, I guess, expected of be legit but it was just a really dope conversation like what you reading now right now yeah i was reading the text (laughs) 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 Uh, oh listen man um you know uh we in the age of information right Mm -hmm. so if you sometimes you should take a trip down the rabbit hole just to see what's down there. You know, you could you gotta, you gotta remember to come back up and, and get on the main surface. But once you go down the rabbit hole, the rabbit hole is, is, is really deep. And you get to discover stuff that that was hid from you and you you fall in love with the truth. And once you fall in love with the truth, you wanna know it. So you seek it. And uh, then you might get some like-minded people and you guys, you know, you chop it up and you talk about it and without having to be a weirdo, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because everybody's not ready for the conversation. Everybody's, uh, it's a lot of people, you know, that's still on the Kool-Aid. And uh, some people don't want to know the truth, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, But I'm just one of them that, that that's a truth seeker, so. I need to know and say, is, is we in the firmament? Is we on the flat plane, earth, or is we on the globe? You know, so we, we, we tap into that. What's the biggest truth you biggest found truth out that just, found fucked, out your head just up? fucked your head up? They didn't go to the moon. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. When I found out ain't nobody been to the moon, <laughs> they got me. When I found out them people were still alive today, some of them teaching at school and, and showed me, I was like, oh, yeah, that was, that was good. That was the Apollo, I believe. Yeah. And them folks ain't never been nowhere on, on, on ever where they ain't tried to put a no. hotel. No, man. No. Never been nowhere. Can't get out of here. We inside the dome. We inside that living room, that thing they used to sit on your grandmama's living room table. We definitely in one of those. You think so? 
Yeah. That's it. We, are, we in the firmament, man. Can't get out of here. They didn't send rockets up there. Them rockets couldn't. Rockets hit some water. Hit something and bounced off, off that joint. Yo. What do you think's at the center of the earth then? In the center of the earth? Yeah. The inner earth? Uh, you said the inner earth? Yeah. I don't, I don't know what's the, I don't know what's down there, but uh, I know it's something because I know it's something that I seen that some something in the Utah mountains uh, where they're able to drive these eighteen wheelers for hours inside of a mountain. They they definitely got bunker cities, not bunker bunker not just a bunker a whole city with you know the whole population stores and everything you feel me so they got that stuff yo man that's fucking crazy who you listening to now but music wise yeah uh i don't know let's see i do i listen to music uh hardly ever if i'm working on music i don't i don't listen to it i don't try to get influenced Right. Since Bo Two came home, I had to see what he is what he was talking about, right? Your man lost a lot of weight too. Huh? I oh. said he lost some weight. Yeah, he, he, uh, yeah, that's it. I mean, you know, they you 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 locked up, you can't eat at two, three in the morning and do, do things <laughs> you, <want to> do. <laughs> you know. Can't 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 get to it. But uh no, I, I, I listen. To, I, I listen to all my guys. I'll, I'll be listening to PG. You know, PG was the first dude to come come to my studio. He came to my studio and did. He knocked out a verse for somebody else, but he popped up down here, um, and and came to the studio and laid some work down. Um, Payroll been down here. Band Gang, they've been to my studio. I did a video with them in my studio. Uh, who else? Um, Anybody pretty much that, that land down here, you know what I'm saying? They come they come slide through. Yo, you know Peasy I mean? might have for me, it's probably the best project out of the city this year. Definitely. Yeah, he, he definitely he definitely had one of the hottest projects. He um he 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 lit. He I seen him knocking at the door, I seen him, you know, releasing the mixtapes and the no hooks and he was just he was putting in that work and that's what it takes you know what i'm saying and you keep, it's like pulling on a, on a slot machine you know what i'm saying one of them one of them things gonna hit you keep throwing you throw everything at the wall something's gonna hit yeah you, know? and you got a good balance of 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 personal honesty and street honesty definitely because his his, his book was open you see you seen what he was going through and what he went through and it was it was authentic it wasn't made up stories you know you could read about it you could pull it up it was public knowledge you know what you know and all the shit. so they like that like when niggas get shot for real they like that unfortunately <laughs> yes they yeah. Do. <laughs> yeah. what's up Yes. You know, yeah. free that man Rio while we at it. Yeah, free Rio. Yes. Yeah. Hold on, let me see what's going on. 
Yo, I'm really fucking with that picture, though. Yeah, it's all good. Um, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, so shit, yeah, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> Pretty real. Yeah, them dudes came in, you know, with their little sound. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. They they took the music, they took their kind of beats, their tempo, right? They being original. Now you got niggas from the West Coast or different people from different places sounding like Detroit rappers. Yeah. That's what happens when you be original. You feel me? Well, I think we've been too friendly with our sound too. Yeah. I, I take it as Pan Holland. I mean, I think I think you know, you know you're doing something right when, you know, people copy. You know what I mean? But nobody should be able to do it better than the originals. Yeah, but you shouldn't be just giving it away like all money ain't good money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if that's the case, then somebody need to sign somebody up and, and sign these producers up and make sure that they, you know, because what happens yeah. is when the stomach starts growling, <laughs> you got to use the guy gave you <laughs> yeah. to get your money, put Facts. the food on the you know what I'm saying? That's what it's really about. So, unless somebody want to you know, hey, I'm gonna make sure you eat and they go this amount of money and I just want you to make beats for me and my crew or whatever. We're gonna sign you up to our label and I decide who who can get them. Then that's something different. But you know, that's the money talk. That's the money I talk. Think, I think in this generation producers are probably the biggest losers, producers and, and DJs. Definitely. Um definitely because I mean, at one point, if you was a hot producer, like Dr. Dre, Pharrell, and them, and dudes was getting it. Right. Easy. So it made everybody want to be a producer. And also, in them days, if you landed a, a song on a movie or, or a soundtrack to whatever you know what i'm saying you was getting you, was, you can get money to be on tv shows and stuff like that so they was getting royalties and stuff like that and they was playing a lot of money so it made people want to be producers um and then some producers got the right idea you know they they they, they getting with the new stuff they leasing out beats you know what i mean so they could sell the same beat a million times for fifty dollars you know whatever and uh if somebody want to get an exclusive beat, they can sell it like that too. But the main thing they want to do is get get known. They they stay in my email. They stay in my DMs. Hey bro, what's your email? I'm gonna send you some beats. I'm gonna send you some beats. I'm like, all right. The mechanics from out there is killing it though. Oh yeah, they got that. They got that Oakland punk that slap. Yeah, like they they yeah. shit's ooh. Yeah, uh, like it ain't too many producers nowadays that you know, like I, I know by name, like hell of a the mechanics, and that might be about it. It may be a couple more if I think hard, but ain't too many that have really established themselves by name. No, and and when you get beats from producers, they might send you a hundred, you might only find like one or two that you like, you know what I'm saying? So, um. I know the producers that we work with 
during the time that we worked with coming up, it was on a certain sound and they was just doing music for our camp. So it made it easy for us to do mob music. That's what we was on. Um, but nowadays people try to send me something and they think that it's mob music, but it's, it's not. And I'm like, no, nah, that's not it. Like, they don't have the ingredients. So you got to kind of find somebody that got it. And it's hard. It's like trying to find a good paint shop. I ain't that rich, bro. <laughs> <laughs> My shit don't come out the dealership painted. It ain't getting painted. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel you. No, no. Nowadays we ain't, you know, we ain't paying cars, but we talking about like, you know, right now it's trying to, you're trying to put together an old school or something like that. You got to find a good mechanic, an old school mechanic, and you got to find an old school paint shop. You know, but they hook, they kind of extinct. Kind of hard to find the classic car that you want that you just can't find man i i kind of really i got mine i got i got i got two colors that's that's what i want i got two deuces the 72s yeah oh, top of that car. oh yeah that's yeah. a great year right there bro yeah. yeah one of them been with me since 88 the drop been with me since 88 you still you still in your second house that you ever bought, right? Definitely am. Where did discipline am. come from? Uh I think just I think just from I think like okay, I'm gonna say it like the people that was before us, the generation that was before us, it was it was they were older young people you get it mm-hmm. they were getting they were having kids at 16 they were getting married at 17 they had jobs they they, they were more established younger yeah so my generation that's how we was we wanted to be more established younger you know what i'm saying um this what this this is what you got to get oh don't get an eighty-five thousand dollar car before you get a house you, you know just certain things that you know when you got your chance when you got your shot at it or whatever that you can't really do like hey yeah i want that i want that rolls royce but man I, well, i'm gonna park that motherfucker. i'm gonna put that motherfucker at the thing so no we're gonna get the house first or get this and get that and sometimes you have to sacrifice you can't go get that chain that you want or that that extra whatever blingy car or whatever it is because you got to do be responsible for what what really matters you know what i mean that's your foundation i got a chance to interview the russell and your man's is basically y'all in 2023 i told him that when i um when i first texted him i uh i dm'd him and i told him i you know i congratulated him on his success and what he's doing and I told him he reminded uh he reminded me of us coming out the same city, Vallejo, on an independent grind and doing music independently. But he just doing it uh what they call it uh 2.0, you know what yeah. I'm saying? With, with the new technology. Yeah. He you know, we 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 started the gangster and, and now he 
taking it to another level with you know with the tools he got and that's oh shit in his back the pergola in his backyard and all that ass idea all that all that all that bro all that did you see that did you see the imprint that y'all was leaving um so our imprint our blueprint our imprint we didn't really have no choice wasn't nobody coming to to the bay area signing people you know what i'm saying they just wasn't a place where they was going to come and get artists if they were going to la when they thought about west coast yeah so thank thankful for our uncle saint charles that he put out a gospel record and us having you know a, a, you know a couple of coins who was able to come together and and put out that record you know and buy buy a record and put out the records and, and learn the music business and i think that's one of the best things that happened for us is not being signed because we actually got a chance to know the ins and outs of the game what what the records was actually making and what you know what percentage it costs to do this and what uh, goods cost and marketing and we learned all that because we had no choice and we was actually selling records so we had to you know we had to do business we had to give our publishing we had to do all that yo and shout out to my man's in the back man what up dog oh i didn't know that was him i seen him on on, on the other interview man you could have said something bro oh man i don't be trying to interrupt when, when the legend is talking you dig what i'm saying so but yeah when it's time when it's my time to speak i'm gonna say what's happening it was going on to the whole 313. Okay, uh, yo, yeah. and, and I know I only got an hour, man, so I want to uh, make sure if anybody want to get in contact with y'all for business purposes, how they go about doing that. Yeah, so you can DM me. Uh, I ain't hard to find. Uh, I'm going to be legit 72 at, uh, at Gmail. That's my email. Be legit 72 on Instagram and Twitter. And then, um, yeah. That's that's me. You get in contact with me, and then I I'll direct traffic from there. How about you, bro? Uh, you can tap in with all my social media or uh, at King underscore Sidle at the Ruler Squad, or just hit us at Block Movement Records on Instagram. Yep. Okay, I know you got producers, right? We get yeah. I mean, you know, we got producers in the house for sure. JPZ is uh, the one that did the beat for um, the Boosie and Dolph record, Pocket Full of Money. Okay. He also he also did uh, what's on he did? Oh, he did uh, on the E40 Be Legit album. He did uh, what's that song? No, off the E40 Be Legit album. The one we did the video to. Meet the Dillers. Meet the Dillers. Meet the Dillers. And straight out the dirt with a young boy. So yeah, he's been rocking. Yo, and I couldn't re I couldn't remember the name of the song that I put on the back of the that I put on the flyer. That shit, crazy. 
From who? From you. This is a song? Yeah, okay. one of your songs. And I can't. <laughs> Yeah, yeah my, my memory is shot, but I've played that shit probably 73 times, bro. Yeah, that motherfucker slap. I think I'm, I think I'm gonna come to Detroit and make that video out there in the strip club. Oh, that would be nice, man. Please, please, please let Rita know so I can I can be there. Yeah, for sure. Cause that I'm one, yes, <laughs> that boy slaps, <laughs> as the youngsters say. <laughs> Yo, man, yo, I, I, I cannot possibly thank you enough, man. It has been truly an honor, man. I've been fucking with your yeah. music, man, for decades, bro. Oh, uh, yeah, man. Never quit, bro. It's for the love of hip-hop. So, you know, you get a lot of people, you know, that say, like, I think I heard Stalski say it. Only in hip-hop. That's only 50 years old, right? It's only in hip hop they try to put an age limit on um, on rapping. You know, they don't do that in rock and roll. They don't do that to Patti LaBelle, the RB. You know what I'm saying? But in hip hop, they try to make it. But we we are the one that set the rules and regulations. Exactly. So long as we long as we do it, and we still getting support, what we gonna quit for? And and to be to be honest, it, it wasn't necessarily the fans of hip hop, the artists, the artists like before you, like the you right. know the the artists of Run DMC's era, they just right. stopped. They didn't test yeah, they, it. Yeah, they retired. Yeah, that, that that wasn't our fault. That was them saying, you know what, I'm too old to be doing this shit. And then hip hop right. is only fifty, you know. So only all 50. those other genres is much older. So they didn't have more generations, and now you know, especially like hip hop. Like I was, I was a kid when hip hop started. So my yeah, grandkids is gonna be looking at they, they, you know, they heroes or legends rock well into their sixties and seventies. I'm certain of it. Listen, if you love music and you love what you do, you're gonna keep on doing facts. You know what I'm saying? You just keep on doing it because you're doing it for the love. You're doing it for the art, you know. And no. we make food. You got to tell me who did that picture too, bro. I, I, I need one of those. Man, this, this lady, this lady, man, she, she, she made it by hand, you know. That shit is, uh. My wife don't like that picture, but. I, I, I kind of did, but it's all good. It's just something about it that's just, uh, it's got its own vibe going on, but it it just takes you to a whole nother place. You say vibe. Look. <clears throat> you got vibes right here. Oh, damn it. It's a sister vibe. named Ayana that be selling those. To, selling those. Oh, you, yeah. you, 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 owe, you yeah. owe your shit, huh? Yeah, where, vibes, right? where the sage at, bro? Oh, I got it. <laughs> I got it. I got some of this right here. This, this from that, some of that African stuff. 
He burned these, these rocks. Like, which one? Really? Yeah. Oh, I ain't never heard of that shit before. Yeah, you got to put me up on that. So, so wh- where do you get those from? They just, like, so you just light it up? A rock? Yeah, you're supposed to. It's like lava rock. Look like this. Hell no. And it just kind of like, 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 gets rid of the negative yeah, energy. Yeah. You're supposed to pray over them and burn them. And, uh, you know, through whatever, you know, facility that you, that you, uh, that you come in, you know what I mean? And, uh, get all the negative spirits and energy up out of that joint and did. <laughs> wow, I've never heard of that. You put me up on some shit, man. I'm gonna have to look that up. It's the same thing the sage do, but this this is uh what the Africans do. Hmm. That's all. Yeah, oh, yeah. They can learn me something. I don't I don't I don't learn too much at at this point. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yo, I'm gonna let y'all niggas get out of here, man. Enjoy enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, yeah. yo, this has been a truly an honor, bro. I just can't thank you enough. Yeah. It's all good, bro. You know, appreciate. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure that there's anything I could possibly do for y'all niggas, but if there is, please don't hesitate to reach out. And let me know, and I got you. That's all good. No doubt, right. man. Y'all, y'all have a good one. Peace out, bro. Salute, man. One hundred. No all doubt, right. man. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your life. All right, man. Yo, man. Come on, bro. At some point, we really about to fuck y'all up next year. I'm just saying, and 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 to be quite honest, like the rest of this year is, is absolutely no slouch. Uh, yo, we got a uh, fashion designer Q coming up Thursday. We got my guy Tim Tim Sumter, Timothy Sumter, who um, when it comes to the bit the, the behind the scenes type of shit, yo, man, Timothy Sumter is on a whole nother level, man. And I can't possibly thank you legit enough, man. I was like, I had to check that one off the bucket list. Um, really dope. Yo, yo, yo. And I know a lot of y'all ain't seen the flyer, but the first interview of the year is going to be Royce to 5'9". That's going to be dope. Um, yo, just, yo, who we got? Courtney Bell uh, next week. Oh, and Blitz from BK. I've, I've never seen a brother that swims with the sharks crazy anyway man don't forget to like subscribe and share the show man appreciate y'all man this has been jobs and this has been another episode of intellectually petty radio i'm out of here y'all have a good one